following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone, places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Podducers. The following episode of the Podducers may contain language and quotes that are not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Lights, camera, podcast, the Podducers are back with you again this week. We are throwing uh, a bit of a curveball. Uh, I don't want to call it a Hail Mary because I think it's going to be a good week, but we are with uh, Andy Benzin joining us again this week. What's up, buddy? Same setup, no let up, you know, just finishing out my week of work. So happy to be here, ready to talk some heavy weights. We are doing heavy weights, which I'm super pumped about. But I mean, okay, so we're on Zoom right now. And I got to tell you, man, uh, what kind of microphone setup you got going on right now? Because it looks like you MacGyvered, like you just took stuff from around your kitchen and like scotch taped it together. And that's what's holding your microphone up right now. Uh, I am a paperclip and rubber band short of a full MacGyver set. Oh, all right. Yeah. I currently have uh, a rock band microphone from <laughs> video game rock band. Um, that hasn't you, gotten use in like a decade, right? It's just been sitting I, in a box somewhere. It, I literally just went in my basement and opened up the, the rubber tote that said office stuff and DVD player. Yeah. All that stuff. <laughs> and dug this out. And not only do I not have a, a proper microphone stand, I have it coband, which is a type of tape wrapped around a cell phone holder stand. <laughs> so, I yeah, this is it's, this is it's it's quite the get up. It's like I mean, you, you guys can't see it, but it's really quite funny. It's like a selfie stick that's got like a microphone duct tape to it, and I didn't know it was from Rock Band, but it, somehow it makes it so much better that that's the microphone from Rock Band. It's USB and it works. It works. I didn't have to format it or anything like that. It was literally plug and play. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> that is that's good. That's what we're going for. So we are in fact doing the movie Heavyweights, um, which has got kind of a, a personal thing for you uh, with you and your wife. Yes. So this has. I talked to my wife this morning, and uh, I said. Oh, we're doing heavyweights with Austin today. I go, you know, of course I'm going to have to prep out. I'm going to consider divorce. And I go, really? <laughs> I go, this from the girl who, from a low estimate, has seen it probably 50 plus times, as this was our default falling asleep movie for a few months straight. So much that one night she asked me to put it on, and I put it on in Spanish. <laughs> and she got through probably the first 45 minutes and did not realize that it was in Spanish. It's, it's an hour and 40 minute movie. And she got 40 <laughs> minutes in with the SAP button clicked and had no idea. Yes, we were well, we were well into it. And I'm laughing my butt off. And I go, she goes, what is so funny? 
funny. I go, it's been in Spanish almost the whole time. <laughs> you haven't noticed. Which is just fantastic. It's really, and it really is ingrained into the fabric of your relationship because it was in your wedding vows. Yes. It, yes. Even that, which we made sure was in there. Yeah. It was so, for sure in there. And, and, and who put that in your vows again? I believe that was you. Oh, that was so, me. That way. Yes, yes. That's right. I officiated the wedding, right? I put those in there. And uh, Andy here yeah. had to, um, during his, you know, to love and to hold and to sickness and health, had to promise to watch heavyweights with his wife as many times as she wanted. Yes. Which, which I, shows you how serious it gets taken in their household. Yeah. It's basically a legal binding contract that we have to watch it anytime. <laughs> but hey, English was not part of that contract, right? That was not, it could be in Spanish. It's fine. As long as it's on. Uh, she never, she never, from the conditions under which we watched, said, movie heavyweights so yeah so and really for me and i i was thinking about this uh i want to say it it introduced me to to ben stiller but i i'm not positive it was either this or he's hal the orderly from happy gilmore i don't remember which one i saw him in first because we're going back like 20 years here but i don't remember which one i saw him in first I would probably say that my first exposure to him was probably heavyweights because I just remember watching heavyweights when it's on the Disney channel. Like I remember it that far back. So I would probably say not, not Disney plus for all you young kids out there. No Disney channel. When it was Disney channel, when you get the afternoon movies after school, like that two o'clock time, it was that Disney channel movie. Remember that would come on. Uh, Listen, that's a whole episode right there of like, even like more recent stuff, Smart House and Luck of the Irish and Alley Cat Strike and all of those. It's I don't just, know, it made made kind of made for TV movies. They definitely you could you didn't go see them in theaters. It was this. Do you, it's just kind of weird to think that we were constrained to whatever movie they decided they wanted to play that time because we right. literally had no. There's no other options. You couldn't flip a, do a different channel and find another movie really playing like we can now and it just kind of blows my mind so what you're saying is it's their fault that you and i can quote every line from all these movies because you're basically forced to watch them because it was on repeat like they're just on all the time yeah because there were like eight movies to watch right right it's like going to grandma's house she's got like four movies and i've seen them all My grandmother had like old ones, like Fiddler on the Roof, and just like some real old Geller. Graham, why do you have the saddest movies that like I've known? Oh, would you like to watch To Kill a Mockingbird? Do you have anything in color? (laughs) Jeez. She's like, yeah, Wizard of Oz. All right, well, that's half in color. I'll split the deal. I'll split the difference (laughs) with you on that one. Right. Yeah. So Um, heavyweights, uh, just delightful. And I don't mean to jump the gun on this one because we usually do this at the end of the episode, but. I'm not sure this gets made today. It's kind of fat shaming just a whole group of children. Oh, uh, 100%. They basically found every way possible to break down these children, um, (laughs) depriving them of food and like the way and the before and after pictures and like the girth measurements, which are hilarious. (laughs) From someone who's professionally taken girth measurements, just like the the diagonal across around the head like is not a girth measurement oh so, like you just measured around the guy's head like diagonally and like random random measurements is you know 
while Sims has a nosebleed. I just never realized that kid always has a nosebleed in the movie. <laughs> always. Like, the fattest kid in camp. Congratulations, Mr. Sims. You're the fattest. <laughs> he always has a chronic nosebleed, which I never realized. Uh, which is so weird. And really, uh, my, my main takeaway from this movie, as far as the cast goes, I mean, other than Ben Stiller, is that Goldberg, the goalie from all the Mighty Ducks films, is in this as well. Yes. Well, it, it, it's so it's after Mighty Ducks. So you can definitely like Jerry was in Mighty Ducks. Um, Goldberg. And then obviously Keenan Thompson was in Mighty Ducks was later it, on. Was it? Well, he was he was Cartman, right? Cartman using his head to stop the puck. Like, it's just the front of his hockey helmet. Yes. Yes. Right and Tim. And they, yes. they, they think he's got blood dripping down his forehead. Right. But doesn't he have like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in his helmet or whatever? No, I think you're actually mixing oh, little giants. That's, that's little giants. That is which right. 100%. I think should be on deck. I mean, Rick, Rick Moranis and Ed O'Neill. Uh, oh, yeah. That, that's another, you know, maybe that's like a Super Bowl Sunday type one. <laughs> yeah. right. Because we won't be doing anything else that day. Like watching no. the Super Bowl. Oh, I wouldn't. I would well, because you're weird. You're like the 1% of people who are like, oh, the football thing is on today? That's weird. Okay, who's yeah. playing? Yeah, the, the kid with the sports medicine degree that doesn't watch sports. That's right. your best. Basically, best. I, Irony at its best. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, so there's a lot of childhood actors that were in a bunch of stuff in this one. It really, again, so so Tim Blake Nelson, who plays Roger Johnson, he's like the recruiter right in the beginning. Yeah. As soon as I saw him, I went, oh my God, Holes. Oh Dude, yeah. He's the camp counselor from Holes with Shia LaBeouf. And I was like, what is with this guy being a recruiter or like some sort of like child youth specialist in these movies? And I don't know why he gets Roger typecast in this. Right? Yeah, I think it's the creepy factor kind of gives to it that like his really shitty car parked out front <laughs> like what is it like an old porsche that's just like all rust and bondo and like uh, no paint i don't know the owners of the 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 camp did file chapter 11 bankruptcy so well, I don't know, like gary stiller just say never let anybody sign your checks um <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah he's got like a creepiness factor and you know islanders it's just like who's who is a camp recruiter like first off that goes to your house and shows videos like to i don't recruit. know only only the best types of camps apparently where they get right. from all over the country to go to camp hope i don't know the the fact the fat camp where clearly every kid is fat and there's even some kids out there that don't need to be there they just needed filler like <laughs> It's not fat. What's he doing? In so again, again, what, if you're like a, a production guy or a guy who's in charge of cast and crew for, for making this film, how do you like, what was the criteria for this? They just went around Hollywood, like the casting agents going, yes, if you're, if you're under five foot five and you weigh over 165 pounds and you know what I mean? You're 11 years old. We have a role for you. I, I feel like as well as it's, it might be your big break. It's also really insulting <laughs> at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, how do you explain that to uh, a, an 11-year-old kid? Like, hey, listen, you're kind of a loser, but it's actually worth it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put you in a movie now, so it's okay that you're overweight. Great. I mean, if you look at the IMDb page, uh, the kid that played Jerry, not fat. Um, right. You know, um, the kid that played Goldberg, he actually had some drug problems, so he was super skinny. <laughs> 
and Sean, Sean White swimmed right down on that all cocaine diet. No yeah. big deal. <laughs> he went. Yeah. And then ironically, I don't know how up to date the pictures are, but the guy who got fat was Lars <laughs> in the picture. If you look at the headshots, like a very bloated looking Lars with his de- very deviated septum. You know? <laughs> So, uh, right, one of the fitness trainers becomes one of the most unhealthy people. In right. Life. I, I, that was very ironic and awesome at the same time. I really enjoyed looking like, huh, he's kind of fat now. That's, you know, oh that's man. Good. And, and Keenan Thompson, also Mighty Ducks, also SNL and Keenan and Cal and all that. Maybe, may and this is just, I mean, I obviously Ben Stiller, I think, is the most famous person from this movie, but he might be the second most. Uh, that, and then the guy with Jerry Tombrone or whatever, who played the, the father who played Maury, like he's in Arrested yes. Development and yes. the hangover, which I think that is just like, was Judd Apatow because Judd Apatow wrote heavyweights, which was kind of like the breakthrough. Oh, I, I, I did not know that. Yeah. So Judd I'm Apatow. I'm looking right at it right now, but yeah, that's a hundred percent. Yeah. Judd Apatow and the guy that wrote Mighty Ducks. Um, oh, so that explains where he was just plucking kid actors from the movie yeah, he just right? did to come so, be in this movie. If you really want to think about it, it's kind of like a, a prequel to like super bad. Like, you know, you have like your middle school years where you're like you're wearing cargo shorts, you know, <laughs> <laughs> where they're just fat and awkward. And then they go to the part where they're in high school and all they're thinking about is like, I just want to get. You know, I want to get laid before college, which is kind of a ripoff of American Pie with less bit. boobs. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's PG-13. Although, yeah. actually, Superman might still be rated R. I think it's yeah. still still pretty graphic, even though there's no boobs. Right. Um, but, and it, yeah. And it, you know what's funny? So, and, and Tony Perkins in this, so, again, being Ben Stiller, I, again, the Hal from Happy Gilmore, every time he's, like, harassing or belittling the kids i'm like all right everybody turn up your volumes good news we're extending arts and crafts by four hours today you're like oh your fingers hurt well now your back's gonna hurt because you just pulled landscaping duty well it's just like lunch is canceled due to like he's like the same exact character <laughs> except that he's well, a crazy that, top hair versus a mustache a mixture of that and what is it walt goodman from dodgeball literally almost the same character yep right uh you know, um, just t- totally very parallel to that, which it probably he probably I'm sure based that character somewhat off of Tony Perkis, just right. being a little over the top with the Perkisizing and everything <laughs> like that. It, it's, uh, it, it's funny. So I had this movie on at work the other day. Um, again, I work at a sports facility, so there's always TVs on. I feel like when I say that, people are like, what the hell do you do for a living that you have these movies on just while you're at your job? So, yeah, for, for younger siblings and parents to watch while their kids are hitting in a batting cage, there's TVs on. So I had this movie on. And right in the beginning where they show up to the camp and uh, what is his name? Tim? Because they're, they're all making yeah. right, Paul, Paul Fwig, that he's they're all making fun of him because he used to be fat and now he is skinny. But he's wearing like Daisy Dukes and a crop top that like Ezekiel Elliott would wear. And he's dancing and they're all making fun of him. And he does like this weird dance. And one of the dads walks by my desk and goes, what the hell do you have on that? I go, it's heavyweights. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I'm a little disappointed. Then you immediately go. And if you look up there, there's an American bald (laughs) eagle. Just like when when nurse Julie walks by because he's acting like an incomplete idiot. And then he just (laughs) pretends, uh, which awesome, too. That's why I love 90s movies, because they don't 
require their actresses to wear bras because I'm pretty sure <laughs> that Nurse Julie, which is highly inappropriate for an all boys camp, is right. now and, and, a, and a Disney movie, might I add. Right. It's it's not uh, she's not wearing a bra in any scene, which is OK. But I mean, basically, I mean, you and I grew up on Jennifer Aniston and Friends, and I'm pretty sure she was braless for for 10 seasons. I mean, there was never it was just whatever. Like, oh, there's Jennifer Aniston again. All right. I'm, I mean, that has to be a contract thing. Just like, <laughs> you know, it's December. People wear bra. People don't wear such sheer clothing in December. But still, <laughs> right, seriously, it's December in New York City. It's like yeah, she's not wearing a bra. All right. <laughs> It's like they wanted her to go topless and she's like no i draw the line there and they're like all right no bra for three seasons she's like all right compromise like that's just where they settled done yeah done. absolutely so as we're talking my wife is texting me don't put twinkies on your pizza <laughs> i so didn't what, know what did we learn today a man right <laughs> So again, it really, I, I love that uh, our hometown Buffalo Bills make a brief audio cameo in this movie where he's like, yeah, he, uh, he kicked me out without offering me a refund and my dad's alert. So Uncle Tony came faster than the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's, it just it saddens me inside that that's the reference they decided to pull up. Although this came out in what, like 94, 95. Okay. So, so like literally right at the end of the Bills going four consecutive times. So that's quite the pop culture reference for the time. Yeah. It was it was highly, highly appropriate. If only the Bills at the time had some of your microphone uh, knee tape, they maybe they would have got these injuries. They would have performed a little bit better. There would have been no wide right if this tape was on his foot. <laughs> oh, I can poor, that. poor Scott Norwood. <laughs> like most of the UB kickers go left when they have this tape on, so it definitely would have been right. It definitely, it definitely a right. correcting factor if you tape it the right way. There's definitely. <laughs> I don't know if it's called pitcher yaw. I'm not sure. Oh. Um, so, so yeah. Um, and also, I, go ahead. No, no I, was, I was just going to say like how ridiculous the, the concept is of, of having all the athletes from the sports camp do basically like an athletic relay against the fat camp. Like who did that and thought this is a good idea. Like, I don't understand. Which that that I that whole like second half of the movie just doesn't make sense to me is why are you having like this hall of knowledge where you have to like uh, name five vice presidents like, right, like yeah. the Monet's I was like I don't think anybody would win in that it was like you got this ringer English kid that makes <laughs> Americans look dumb and I was like how how has MVP been w when winning this year after year after year when they basically looked like they're struggling the whole time, right? And, and so, even even in the when they're going through the montage of the race, they didn't get any. Like he was looking for vice presidents, and the kid said share. Yeah, like like I'm sorry, the nerds would have won that race by a landslide because the the jocks would have been stuck on like vice presidents' questions for two and a half hours. They could have moonwalked to the finish line, and it wouldn't have mattered. Right. It, it was just it didn't make sense. Like. I would have liked a little bit more adversity, like a little bit more Mighty Duck stuff where they're kind of true, truly was like a little bit of an underdog story. So I just right. feel like it kind of petered out. Like when we get to the, the Apache relay, which we couldn't have nowadays, but anyway. <laughs> it would have just been called a relay. Relay. <laughs> it kind of, it just kind of loses it for me. But everything else leading up to it, um, you know, like the hiking trip where they're out there 
and you know tony perkis is saying ridiculous things like use the swatting motion as an isometric exercise which is incorrect <laughs> it's not an isometric exercise so i'm gonna be the fact checker today and check all the the medical mountain stuff somebody in that movie said was not paying attention to continuity they weren't looking right. for facts in this they were just throwing information out there yeah uh, we're gonna climb that rock bait with our hands and feet you know well it's kind of like we've extended arts and crafts time because i've decided to extend the hike indefinitely right it's one in him going you know there's so many myths about the human abdominal muscles i'd be happy to put this one to rest when he's like does it sit up into his ass <laughs> so stupid that he couldn't just you know tell him as like as an adult, like I don't need to prove. It. I I would just say it to be like, and if you don't believe me, I don't know. You're an idiot. I I'm telling you what the answer is. Yeah, Uncle Tony, be happy to put this one to rest. <laughs> Remember, don't sit up until we count three. Yes, yes, I know the rules. <laughs> oh my god! And then again, still being a smart ass, you just join the seventy percent of Americans who don't stretch before athletic activity. When he's like pulls his hamstring, fake fake pulls his hamstring. Yeah, and then falls into the the pit, which randomly they find. Uh, yeah, seriously, I know they didn't dig it I, <laughs> with their bare hands. Like, what do they find this hole in the ground and become uh, expert trappers? Well, I mean, their 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 cage that they made was pretty gnarly, you know, with the powered by a bug zapper. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Pat, when he shows up, he's like, "I will take you down." He starts screaming at him. <laughs> These ropes tight enough because we can get more. Like, I'm gonna let you, let you out, man. Yeah. And then when he shocks himself and like, oh, that's that's uh, like powered by a bug zapper. But I don't know. I think that's a thing for myth Mythbusters. Can you build an electric fence out of a bug zapper? I don't know how it was attached. If it was just like on and they attached it with wires, I, I don't it, think it would. I don't know. It, well, I mean, if I made a microphone stand out of, you know, tape and a, a rock band. Anything's possible. I think they literally looked like they just put like jumper cables on it <laughs> and just assumed that if we just put positive and negative on one spot, then it'll charge this fence. I think that's how raw and organic. It was just like, no, no one was going to fact check this. They already were throwing all kinds of false things out there and they didn't even bother. They're like, whatever. Nobody cares. Well, guess the problem. It's Disney, you know, so we're 11 and 12 watching it. We don't care. But now we're watching it at 34 and 35 and we're just ripping it to pieces. <laughs> it reminds me of that what is that that john mulaney bit that he does where he's talking about home alone and he's like home alone 2 lost in new york he's like how do you get lost in new york he was the streets are numbered he's like how do you get the where are you at fifth and 11th where you want to go to go sixth and 20 verse 11 up and one over you stupid bitch he's like it's a grid system <laughs> it's a grid system how do you get lost in new york he goes i understand it's stupid to be this upset about a movie that came out 25 years ago but i wasn't a comedian then so i'm gonna talk about it now it's exactly like yeah you can you can just like poke holes like who lets all these fat kids just in an airport like they all just show up and there's all this random rendezvous point they all just know to gather and then <laughs> pat's like looking for several portly adolescents and like that's us <laughs> right get on the bus kids oh, just oh random God. randomness and then did you ever notice on the bus that it says uh, max occupancy 25 and it's crossed out and they have like 22 written above it. <laughs> I know. I've never actually noticed that. That's, the, that's the quite the tidbit there. I mean, when you watch the movie times, lots of times, 
you I, have I, to, I refuse to have a definitive answer on the number of times I've seen it. Right. You have to start to pick up the little things uh, of, of the whole of the little parts of the movie, like reading little signs and stupid things like that. Like that's what makes it more and more fun and enjoyable every time because you pick up like the undertones of like Judd Apatow. So like when they're dancing and Tim is like dancing and uh, Pat's like, what are you doing? He's like, come on, Reverend, no dance. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> nice little homage to like Footloose. And I don't know, this was like a month ago that I realized that. And I was like, I never realized that quote. And it was hilarious. But a kid that was 12 years old, not going to get that. But me, right. 35, I appreciate that now. Like, Oh. There's there's so much of that stuff. Like I'll watch like Home Improvement or something like that today, and I'd be like, I don't know what I was laughing at when I was a kid. Like that was quite the sexual joke, or you know whatever it was. Like that was an adult humor joke. I had no idea why I was laughing at that at the time, twenty years ago. I'm like, it's still funny now, but I get it now. I don't know what I was laughing at when I was ten. I agree. It's like Seinfeld. Like I watched Seinfeld, and I was like, huh. I remember that. I remember laughing at that, but I know that i didn't understand that like that concept at that time so it's 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 great to watch and like grow and have like basically grow up with like kind of that those actors and that like the the, uh what is the ben stiller kind of era of things and to see kind of where where it ended up with stuff which I thought was really, it's really cool because I think that really like gave him a start. Not that it like pigeonholed him as a character, but I think it opened up like him and Judd Apatow and that like form of comedy. I think that kind of like really opened up the opportunities there. And so, so I'm looking at all these, these kids, right. And everything else they've been in. And some of them went on to, to pretty decent, acting career so aaron schwartz who plays gerald gardner like the main character has done a whole bunch of stuff and to your point is like shredded now he's on the show swat and he's all over the place just he's a badass now today but i'm looking at uh cody Berger, whose name is cody in real life which i think is funny is like in five things his whole life but one of the other things that i've seen him in a million times is he's cousin rocky from christmas vacation Oh, like yeah. when, when Eddie, when Eddie shows up in the RV and his kids get off and snots is like the whole thing. And Ruby Sue, oh, her eyes aren't crossed like that whole thing. But Rocky, oh, I wouldn't kiss him there. He's got a foot fungus that we ain't identified yet. <laughs> That's one of the fat kids from the fat camp at heavyweights. And he was in three things. And again, typecasted for all three things. As a little fat kid. Uh, right. Uh, again, that's so we have this role for you. Gerald Gardner, age 11, which doesn't make sense because in the beginning of the movie, he was in high school, like he was leaving a high school, but he's clearly like not old enough to be in high school. So I don't know if in Long Island, it's one of those middle school, high school all in one things. Yeah, it could be. I listen there. There are schools in Western New York that are, you know, I like when I was a little, I went to Cleve Hill. So I mean, like first and grade, like, and really it's one big building. Now there's like a high school wing and then a military school wing, but you could just walk from one side to the other side. If you wanted to, it's just one big building. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's just the old, old age me, like looking, Oh, well that doesn't make sense. Like, dude. <laughs> like... <laughs> so, so we've, so we've already kind of talked about, so this movie probably doesn't get made today that between the, just the, the fat shaming and like the unhealthy, uh, 
uh, weight loss habits and everything else that goes into this. Like, I don't think this one, it like, so most of the movies that Jazz and I have spoken about, or Rick and I, most of them we feel like would get made today. There's a few things that whether it be um, gay humor or racist, like whatever it is that you'd be like, oh, in 2022, it's a little bit more taboo to have make those kinds of jokes. I'm not sure this movie at all, like not even because what do you tweak? Do you know what I mean? There's no small thing you could change about this movie that would get it made today. Like, I feel like this would just be a, a no-go. This only gets made in 1993 or five, whatever it was when this came out. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely you're definitely offending a lot of people with this movie nowadays. Like, it's definitely probably going to hit too close to home for, you know, some of the snowflakes out there. I mean, growing up, I was basically Gerald Gardner. Like, we... <laughs> I literally had the same stupid haircut. I weighed the same. I looked like him. You know, it's uh, my wife has pictures to prove it. <laughs> so, but yeah, easily the, you know, it's, it's literally 90 plus minutes of fat shaming. Uh, basically. I mean, really, there, I think there, there are some good messages in there, especially after, they, they kick Tony out and like the camp becomes theirs. And he's like, Hey guys, like we need to have, you know, we, we can be healthy and happy. Do you know what I mean? Like we can have fun and lose. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be this miserable experience. So it's not like there's no good stuff in there. It's just the path it took to get there. Yeah. The binge eating and, you know, covering yourself in chocolate and eating <laughs> a, a 10 foot sub and learning to not put Twinkies on your pizza. Right. <laughs> Pat's like, oh man, he's like, I better get down there. Like, <laughs> with all like all the food and stuff like that. He's like, I better get down. <laughs> and Julie's it's... like, no, stay, stay here with me. And he's like, no, I really want that ten foot hero. <laughs> so ridiculous as, as as Lars and all those guys are just absurd. And it becomes like Lord, like Lord of the Flies, where it's just a crazy kid run society of just indulgence in oh right with with the the hiding the food in the stump and going like in the middle of the night (laughs) right like that and then that when you're like when josh comes back they're like how are your supplies here like tony wiped us clean that a gummy bear on sight (laughs) they're like what is that noise it's a rapper (laughs) like you know, he's hiding the burger. Where'd you, where'd you get that? I found it. You found it. Come here. Tony goes to do the weigh-in with all the kids. And he's like, get on the scale, Josh. High five. Get off the scale. He's <laughs> all right. It's in two seconds. Well, he's like, how can I run a fat camp when the campers can't keep their piggy little no- noses or mouths shut? Like, that's a huge thing right there. <laughs> right. Well, he's like, Joe Garner, you've gained nine pounds. Has someone have been cheating? But again, you're to your point, call, calling them oinkers and stuff. <laughs> that, that would not be allowed. Yeah, it's a, it's a great movie because of just simply what what it does in the the entertainment factor of all those things that i almost like you have to like speak easy watch the movie you know like it, it just gives you that gratification that oh i got to watch this in a time where we were a lot you know more open to those types of comedy <laughs> we were more open to like all types of comedy in the 90s and then it's just it's become a skew here in the 2000s yeah 
it's it's one it's either like a jackass extreme or it's really (laughs) right right (laughs) like but then again those movies get made well you know what it's still stupid though because like it it doesn't need to be that way you know people getting offended about dumb stuff so we, we one of the first episodes we did was mrs doubtfire right right that maybe and so it's my favorite comedy all time robin williams is a genius and i that's mine right at the top all-time favorite as far as a good movie and also a funny movie that i think it's fantastic and it, it's one of his best movies but i'm like if this comes out today i mean how does half the country not be like sick and tired of them you know what i mean slamming this woke lgbq stuff in my face this transgender man like I, we can't just be enjoyed but like it's entertaining we can't just be funny we gotta do you know what i mean like so half the people would like have lost their minds at Robin Williams doing this if he was around today. Yeah, I mean some people are some people will take it there, which is unfortunate because you can't appreciate the like the like you said, like the little things that he says during that, which is just made up like off the cuff, are are awesome. So I agree with you. It's probably one of his best movies that he's ever made in terms of comedy. Right. Agreed. Because you can't just be impressed by it. You can't be like, wow, look at the makeup. Wow, that's actually Robin Williams in there. Like, they did a fantastic job. You can't tell at all. You know what I mean? If you were just walking on the street, you'd be like, oh, that's just a six-foot-tall old lady, apparently. And well, you're huge. You could play for the 49ers. <laughs> the European football, dude. So, yeah. So, this movie would have a tough time being made today. So, I, all right. So, back to our clicky clackers. Before we wrap it up here, so you get five, I get five. You can do quarter points as a refresher. How many clicky clackers does heavyweights get for you? And no, you can't go over five just because your wife wants to be involved. (laughs) I'll probably give it like a 3.5. Oh, man, I was going to say anything less than a four and you're getting divorced. (laughs) I have to say it, you know, just because there are the movie is great and it's funny, but at the end, it's it's uh, not something that I like. I'm rolling on the floor laughing about or each time. Right. right? It's I think it's a good movie for me and my wife as a couple, because I used to be uh, like (laughs) I literally used to be a heavyweight. So I think. Right. So I think the fact that she kind of uses it against me in our day to day life, <laughs> it means a little bit it means a little bit 